tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm gonna go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm gonna go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna freeze. Uh, wait, not a game, not a, not a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Point to the Paint podcast, everybody. Stadium's a number one NBA podcast. You can find us uh, wherever you find your podcasts. on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. YouTube, um, everywhere else. I don't know. Google, I don't know if I'm Google, in, uh, everywhere. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, whatever audio. You are hilarious right or now. Or video. At, or video. You're right. You can follow us. Yes. At Points Paint. Yep. And Instagram. go to Stadium. Just follow us. Whatever. Just, if you want our opinions. Just do what you need to do with this podcast. Yes. Points of the Paint podcast. Do what you got to do. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. No four stars. Yep. Four five and a half is maybe. We don't need that. We yeah. need all five Constructive stars. criticism is welcome if it's four and a half, but no, nothing less. Nothing, nothing less. Okay. Nothing less. Nothing less. That's fine. That's fair. I'm Zach Badgerhouse. I'm Ben Wittenstein. <laughs> and we're uh, we're having a fun week. It's fun. We're, uh, we're coming up. We've got the Super Bowl in two weeks. So there's going to be no football. So. NBA is really it's time to shine. We got the All Star Game coming up in what a like, month? About less than a month actually, like, like three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, like three weeks, give or take. They even dropped the All Star voters, so we'll get into that. Yeah, oh, All Star starters. Excuse me, we'll yes, get into that. All Star starters. We've got a lot of All Star stuff going on. It's kind of like the dog days of the NBA. Middle of the season, it's getting freezing outside. End of January, start of February. Not a lot going on. We should be talking about fun basketball. We should be talking about players going off. They are. But, Zach, but they are. what we have to talk about are the officials. No, the refs. Which suck. Been kind of bad. One big thing. Just one thing. One thing. Refs, yeah, one big thing. The refs Sadly. hate. They hate LeBron, first and foremost. Yep. Like, they hate Brian Brian. Because I'm sure everybody who's in the NBA circles or basketball circles yeah. have seen LeBron James have a full-on, like, outcry for a foul. Yeah. Full on outcry being like gets on his hands and knees like he just could not believe it. <laughs> I could not believe they didn't call the foul. Yeah. LeBron haters couldn't believe they didn't call the foul. Like it was absurd to him to get fouled. Going to the basket, Jason Tatum fouled him. They even had even an exchange. Did you see the exchange between Tatum and, and LeBron? No, on I actually Instagram? didn't see that part. They had an exchange oh, on, Instagram. on okay. Instagram going back and forth. Brian's talking about a nice block, showing the picture of him getting fouled. <laughs> and it, hey, Tatum's like, it was all just a blur for me. And so they're just going back and forth. <laughs> I don't recall that part. But yeah, the official's been bad. And I don't think it's yeah. been bad for the Lakers, too. We already talked about last week how they probably should have at least now. What four or five more wins than they do yes. because of the four the poor officiating? Yes. So it's been rough. It's it's bad, and they should be a top six team in the Western Conference if they got those four or five wins that the officials kind of screwed up. And yep. it even got an apology from the NBA referees' Twitter account, which was almost it was almost bordering on the line I of told being you, sarcastic. It's, it's like it sounds petty, like the language and the wording of how they said it. It almost being, sounded sarcastic. It just sounded like they didn't really mean what they were saying. No, they didn't it really didn't. mean what they said. You know what? Should we just read it? Because well, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. So it said, they. this is a tweet that they made um, Saturday, Sunday morning, was it? Let's see. They tweeted it out. It was 22 it probably hours. was Sunday morning. It was Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. It was in the middle of the NFL games, which, Oh, they tried to slide it in there, sneak it on in there, maybe when in. nobody's paying attention. Smart move, NBA ref. So they said, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleep. Sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. See that language being? What I don't that? like that. I don't like that language. I don't. No. Li- I don't like that language at all because it's just like, why would they even bother, right, to even send out the tweet 
and then add the words like gut wrenching and sleepless nights. I ain't really like they lying. Like that's all cap. <laughs> yeah. Like they capping. Yes. That's that's just all cap. I don't believe the tweet that they put out. I believe that they're lying. It's this is just a complete bogus tweet just to make us feel like they care. Just to have us yep. thinking that they care. And, I don't and they know there's they really no repercussions, do. too. This, no this, repercussions. this is a tweet from people who know they're not going to get fined. They're not going to get suspended. They're nothing. not going to get fired. Nothing. They're still they going to happen. They're still going to be officiating yep. the, the top-tier games in the NBA, the premier games. Like it's, gonna, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Now, I know we're focusing on the Lakers, but there's been other games, too. <laughs> other teams who have suffered Bulls. because of the whistle. Yeah. Why, okay, why the Bulls? Why do you think the Bulls, Bulls have been screwed a couple times by by some poor officiating? There, okay. was a, there was a point, I think it was you know start of January, kind of end of December, where they had two or three games in in a week or two where the last two minute report came out saying, oh, the Bulls actually got fouled with you know ten seconds left, or there was a foul that was missed that no one called, and the Bulls got called for a foul that wasn't a foul in, in the closing minutes of games that was close games and they were game changing calls and the Bulls ended up losing that game. So they haven't been they haven't been screwed as much as the Lakers have right. by any means. But the Bulls are definitely one of those teams that have gotten gotten pinched by some bad officiating. And I would like to say too, if the referees are saying they have sleepless nights, so that means that are they are we having sleep deprived referees now in the NBA? <laughs> so that just makes it even worse. Makes it worse. That makes it worse because now their calls are going to be slow. They're going to be late. Yeah. You got Jokic. He didn't got fouled three, four, yeah. five seconds ago, and they're coming back down the ball. And now all of a yeah. sudden you done blew the whistle because you sleep deprived. Yeah, rubbing his eyes, can't see because you have a sleepless nights because of your bad officiating already. It Ridiculous. sounds like a lose. It's a lose lose to me. That's what it, it sounds is. like. It's bad, and it's something the NBA really needs to address. And they need to address it better than just the NBA referees' account making a somewhat sarcastic. <laughs> remark of a tweet not even not even apologizing to this this in the tweet at least this wasn't an apology they didn't say we apologize gut, it's gut-wrenching and sleepless nights for me because i know like that's just <laughs> they all they like they try to add no. emphasis to their apology if they if that's what they want to call this yeah come on and i'm no. not with it i'm not buying no i'm not either so I'm i really <laughs> yes yeah buyer deny throwback to an old uh, points of the pain segment we're denying that for sure because we don't feel it just doesn't feel legit they would have apologized to a if it was legit and honestly there needs to be some type of system that can fix this whether i mean you can't change you can't change what happened in the game i don't think nope. that would be going too far there's too many people with money on the game there's too many things that happen by the time the game's over for you to go 24 hours later yeah, and say true. we're, we're going to change the outcome of the game but there needs to be repercussions for officials, something like something has to happen to officials that make these calls because they affect so many people, not only the players, but the fans, the organizations, the people betting on these games, who are the people who are really driving the, the views. That's wagering. <laughs> it is, because it's driving the views and it's driving the eyeballs to the league. Wagering is very important for these leagues. And, and if you're screwing everyone who's betting on your games, it's going to make people not want to bet on your games more. It's going to make people want to watch your games less. It's just bad. It's bad all around, and Adam Silver needs to do something or say something about it, and he hasn't yet. Yeah, really. he hasn't said anything yet. So hopefully, hopefully something changes or they address it around All Star Weekend. Yeah, something they can talk about during those meetings that they usually have. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But we got some All Stars. We do. You you want to? Uh, yeah, you read, read the list out, and then we can talk about it. Okay. So we got All Star starters, right, Ben? We do. Mm, mm, Who do we mm, have? Mm. Who do we have in the West? In the West, man, nine times. Steph Curry. Good for him. Four time. Your boy, Luka the Don. Luka Donkic. He got yeah. four times. Then you got five time in like uh, Nikola Jokic, your doughy son. Yeah, lovely Two boy. Two time all star. This one was surprising for me, being yes. Zion Williamson and the captain, El Capitan, LeBron James. 19 time all star, being yep. 19 times. 
That's insane. That is insane. That's that's uh, that's a hell of a legacy. A lot of mo- most people don't play 19 seasons in Let the NBA. Let alone get 19 All Stars. Let alone get 19. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. We're gonna look back in 10, 15 years and be like, we really underappreciated LeBron. So James. many people I still think to this day just don't appreciate that man as much as he's accomplishing these 20 no. years in the NBA. It's ridiculous. No, 19 All Star selections is absurd, and it, it, he's like something like what six and zero as a captain. Yes. Stupid. And now, Stupid. Ben, I gotta ask you. Yes. Gotta put you on the spot here. Yeah. Because you see Steph Curry, he's on that list. He's He was out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you got Zion. He's currently out right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Nikola Jokic, I can see him being that all-star starter, being at the center sure. position. Look at Doggett. I mean, you flip a coin, you want Jai, you want him, sure, whatever. you know. But I, feel, I strongly believe Steph and Zion probably shouldn't have been starters, simply because of injury. Not because of play, just injury. What do you think of that? How would you feel about – Shea Gilgis Alexander and Steph Spot. See, I ain't got no how, problem. How would with you that. feel? You'd be all right with that? You no, know, I ain't got no problem. We know we love the OKC we Thunder. So we we, I have no problem with that. That's a man who averages over 31 points a game. Yeah. Shooting extremely well from the field. He's got the numbers. Got the numbers. Keeping this team in the playoff scenario, the play in scenario, a team that we didn't even expect them to even probably win maybe no more than 25 games. I know you took the over. Go I ahead. I did. Throw that Not in there. Th- but I didn't expect them to hit it by. <laughs> Before the All-Star break. Right, before March, right? Yeah. So it's like that. they're playing extremely well. He's the reason. He's played all the games. Remember, yeah. I said at some point they're probably going to just fake an injury for him so they could tank for Victor Wimbayama. That yeah, still right. doesn't look like the case. So yeah. I like SGA to be in that spot over Steph. I'm with you. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, people are throwing out names like, you know, Lowry Markinen, if we're talking about forwards. You could, no you could make that. the case for Lowry it's in over Utah, Zion. right? So yeah. you, could, you could throw him in there to be the all – he could be an all-star. I don't know about starter. But maybe an all-star. Yes, he, he probably should be an all-star. Um, I'm trying to figure out – I'm trying to remember what the splits are, too, between how they figure it out. Fans account for 50%. Yeah. So, if, if you got most fans – you're not going to have fans voting to Lowry marking it. I, I don't That's think fair. a lot of fans Steph are Curry going – Steph Curry and Zion going to Zion. Love. That's yeah. fair. That's so, fair. So, I, I think they they kind of screwed themselves over there with that type of point where it's 50% for the fans. Players make up 25% with the media, so the players what make up 12.5% type of thing, mm-hmm. which, you know, it probably should be that way. I think fans should have a good amount of control over the All-Star voting, but yeah, that's then you get no things problem. like this, where you got Zion making it in, when maybe you got other people who are smaller-name yeah. guys mm-hmm. probably should be an All-Star starter. But the West was a little bit more shaky. The East seemed pretty cut and dry for I the most part. straightforward, right? Because you look at it, Kevin Durant, 13 times. Now, he's Obviously. out currently with injury, so yep. they'll probably replace him if he doesn't come back. Right. Kyrie's played lights out since yep. they've been able to fix it, get everything together over there. They've played well. Even without Kevin Durant, they've kind of been up and down. But Kyrie's doing the best he can to lead that team with Ben Simmons going day-to-day Davis on us. It's like he sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. He got Jock Vaughn. He's upset with <laughs> yeah. talking in the media about Ben Simmons not being able to commit to his body and things of that nature. But then you got Donovan Mitchell. I think who should get more love in MVP voting, but that's a different conversation being. Right, right. But he's his fourth. It's going to be his fourth time, and he's going to be in the East this time as opposed to the West. Mm-hmm. He's been a Western All-Star majority of his career. Now he's going to be the first time being in the East, and he's a starter. Is this the first time as a starter? I think so. That would make sense, especially when you have to compete with guys like Steph and Luka in the, in the West. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I would make sense if it's his first time as a starter. But good for him. I mean, he's been great for, for the Cavs all season long, and, and Tatum's obviously been great for them, mm-hmm. and you can't ignore Giannis. 
You know, I, I don't know how you feel about Joel not making it in See, there, but he's been in and out sometimes. So, the lineups. So yeah, I think he's been out of the lineup. Right? Giannis has just been unbelievable, even though even though coming off the fifty too. Yeah, Giannis coming, coming off the fifty. 50. It's hard to argue against a guy coming off fifty burger you know in a mid season game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, he's been playing really well. And I think well. that's the second one too. So like, he, yeah. and he's the captain, right? So I expect yeah. Giannis. You know, obviously he has like the the most votes behind. LeBron, and so I already right. expect him to be the captain and start. So it's yes. like, damn, who are you going to take out, right? Kevin Durant or Jason Tatum to add a front court player like a Joel Embiid, and right. that's rough. That's a really tough decision, being like, if you're, you know, gun to my head, and I'm saying who's better, Embiid or Durant, it's going to be Durant. I'm going to take Durant ten times out of ten. Tatum or Embiid, you can make the argument. You can make the <laughs> argument. You really could, but. I don't think you can go wrong either way. I really I don't. don't. Because so, then yeah. if Embiid makes it, then we're talking about, oh, should Tatum have made it, right? So either way, I think you're going to have a conversation. I think you're fine. I think it's a winning either Embiid or Tatum. I'm fine with. I really I'm, am. I'm fine with either one, either two being. And then it's like I heard a noise with Bam Adebayo. People were questioning whether or not he'll be able to get in just in general. Yeah. I think he will. I heard the noise other last week about, like, there's players with – with more votes to him that could that can't compete with him on any day of the week. Yes. Like guys from Orlando, I believe, we're getting more votes from uh <laughs> from fans as opposed well, bowl to Bobo action. Yeah, you know, Bobo was probably getting more votes than Bam Adebayo, which is probably absurd being, but it's all good because it's like at the end of the day, I think he'll get in. I think Bam will get in. Who do you think will get in? The other guys. Who do you think? Trey Young get in, Bam gets in, Jalen uh, yeah, Brown gets Trae in. Yeah, Trey Young's having such a down season for him. Yeah, you know, for him. Relatively, not it's not a, down. Like a, a point, rebound, assist perspective, but the shooting has not been great from Trey Young as we've seen from the past. No, it hasn't, and and he's definitely had a bit of a down season, but it would make sense to see him. It makes sense to see him make it. Yep. Um, you know, Julius Randle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Julius Randle, Julius Randle gets, up there. But see, that's tough too, right? Because now that's like three front court players. Yeah, Julius Randle. Yeah, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo. But I think all three of those guys can get in. I think Tyrese Halliburton can still get in. So oh, Tyrese four. for sure. Yeah, so that's four. I would be, I would be not happy if Tyrese didn't get in. Oh I, yeah, I, I really person. like Tyrese. I mm-hmm. think he should be in. Um, I mean, you're talking about like other guards. You know, Bradley Beal hasn't really played enough. He played enough. He doesn't How have you feel the, about Brunson getting in that thing? I was another guy I was thinking about. Okay. He's been – and I think with, with Brunson's stats, I think he's been a better overall player for the most part. Um, I, I can look that up live. Yeah, yeah, 20, per game, 20 point per game score for I, sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's he's made enough of an impact on that Knicks team too. Yeah. And you see how, how important he is and how big of an impact he has had on that team. He's mm-hmm. at 22 and a half points, yeah, shooting see. 40% from three. Yeah. Like, th- those are all-star stats. Yeah. Also, yeah. six and six – Assist a game, a little over that. I'd, I'd be fine with Brunson getting in for nice, guard wise. Nice, nice, nice. I'm trying not to mention any Bulls. I don't think any Bulls should make it. Uh-huh. The Bull probably won't make it. DeRozan make could it. have a case. DeRozan probably could have a case. Could have a case, but he's been a down year. Yeah, overall. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry being a Bulls. I wish Garland was healthy in Cleveland a lot longer. He'd probably they'd probably get two. Cleveland would probably get two if he was yeah, healthy. He would have made it in uh, the West. I think. Well, like you said, SGA gets in. Ja. Um, yeah, Ja gets. Uh, ja definitely gets in. <laughs> Jai SGA, they'll both get in. I think Anthony Edwards may get in. Mm-hmm. He may get in as a third guard. Sabonis. Sabonis, yeah. Sabonis definitely gets in. Oh, he'd probably be. Sabonis and Fox forward. both get in. They should both get in. They yeah. both get in. So Sabonis and Fox. They deserve Lillard. It. So that's three guys right there. SGA, that makes it four. And then Jai, that's the fifth guy. So then you got two more spots for the West. And you can toss it up however you may want to with the other team. So I don't. Who else could maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe mm-hmm. he's been playing well defensively. Maybe he gets in. 
Uh, I don't see anybody from Phoenix really getting in because Devin Booker's been out. Chris Paul's been out. Mm-hmm. Aiden, I don't even know if he likes the team right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on in Phoenix. 100% don't know what's going on in yeah. Phoenix. Um, I do want to mention something about Jaron Jackson, but let's do that for what's trending. Okay, I like um, it. Should we go to what's the worry? What are you worried about? You worry too much. What's the worry? What's the worry? What, what, what? Uh, you worrying about the Mavs. That's the Mavs. Your boy, you know, Luka Don. Luka the Don. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah. Sprained ankle. Yeah. They were already plumbing. They were already doing bad before the injury. Yeah. Three and seven. Not good. It's 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 I'm kind of mm. surprised. I'm not super shocked that they're losing with an unhealthy Luca, but they really have tanked is the problem. So I think any smart NBA team, especially okay. in February, if your star is hurt mm-hmm. and it's not a major injury. It's not major, it's just a sprained ankle. Rest it. Rest him in February. Don't I'm not saying sit him out every game in February. I'm saying do some load management in February. Let him get healthy. Oh man. Mavs are, gonna, Mavs, Mavs are gonna make the playoffs. You think so? They're gonna make the playoffs. That's the, oh, you they're, they're sitting at you seven. Heard it here first. They're gonna I know, make the playoffs. I Not the play in. That's top six now being. So I'm putting you on the spot. Top six. That's guarantee. Like yeah. Chuck, Charles Barkley say. Guarantee. You and then guarantee it always goes wrong though. So I can't do that. <laughs> I can't say I'll say I'll say they make at least the play in game. I say they make the top eight. Okay. That's They'll fair. make the top eight for the All Mavericks. Right. I I they their spot should be okay in the top eight. They're better than the Pels. I mean, they could probably still even win more games than the Warriors and Timberwolves, who are ahead of them. But without a, without a healthy Luka, they're not a good team. They, mm. He obviously means so much to the way that team operates mm-hmm. that without him, they're an average to below average at times type of team in the NBA. They do need him. And so I'm not going to say sit him out every game in February. Do some load management February, early March. Oh, let yeah. him get fully healthy. Don't put any pressure on him. And then as the season gets to the playoff time, the West is going to be tight for the rest of the season. It I probably think. will be. You have, let's see, all the way down to the Blazers, who are in 12th. The Blazers are only three games back of the Clippers, yep. who are fourth. So you are going to have <laughs> at least eight teams who are within three to four games of each other, probably for the rest of the season. Yep. So the Mavericks, if they can you know, coast a little bit for the next month or two, let Luka get healthy, then put some pressure on the gas, Start revving up. You see seven, eight, nine, all have the same record. Yes. <laughs> Mavs, Pell, Suns. All have the same record. Insane. 26 and 25. <laughs> slightly above average. Pels have <laughs> lost eight in a row. One yep. and nine, last 10. And they're yeah. still right there in the mix in that seven through nine spot, seven through 10 spot. Utah, they've plummeted, right? Mm-hmm. They're still in the mix. Yep. So it's it's fair game, like you said, in the West. It is. It really is. And that's why my worry level with the Mavs is probably a five. It's right in the middle. Right it's middle. right in the middle. It's about as average as their record. You know, it's <laughs> it's right in the middle for Dallas. It's I think they still can make the playoffs. They can right. probably for sure make the playing game. Mm-hmm. It just depends how Luka gets healthy and how they manage him and how the team can play without him. Because the Mavs have always had injuries. They're, Luka's been injured here and there. Tim Hardaway. You're always going to get Tim Hardaway having his 10, 15 games times or he's out. Yep. Christian Wood here and like it, it, it's just they're gonna have guys who are in and out. So as long as they can manage that well, and I think Jason Kidd has shown that he can manage that pretty well. Mavs should at least make the playing game. They could probably even compete for that sixth spot, not having to play in the playing game. But we'll see. 
We'll, we'll see what happens come March. Ooh, so the Mavs being, this is where I'm at. I think the worry level for me is probably a seven. Okay. Because it's like they got to win some of these next few games that they have coming up to really gain confidence for the other players. So when I say that, I mean a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who goes out and scores 35-plus points mm-hmm. while his teammate goes down, Luka Doncic, in the game. He steps up and wins that game. Now, they've been 1-1 one one in the two games mm-hmm. that they've played without Luka Doncic. You know, so they won the game that he started out with, then he went out. They ended up still winning that game, hard-fought game against Phoenix Suns, held them under 100 points, 99-95 win. I was happy. I was impressed. I was so impressed, it made the impressive six. You can always go check that out. But anyway. <laughs> Got to plug it. <laughs> but anyway, they played well against the Suns the following game. They lost. And so now I want to see this next week, Ben. Are they going to be able to compete? And just Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., some of these guys that we've seen before, whether it's college, their pro career, these guys have been able to make baskets, get shots, get their own shot, get their own rhythm going. You know, defensively, Christian Wood, step it up, be better, you know, on a perimeter end and in terms of just the paint flow, you know, being able to stop guys from penetrating. Because that's one of the things I noticed. Yeah, the Mavs play good defense, but that's one of the things that I noticed being that they struggle with is that they do not play well in the paint defensively. Yeah, they they, they don't have that big big man shot blocker type of yeah. guy. So it's they, they have issues, and they're one of those Western teams, as we talked about. They've got three – teams that are tied with two other teams that are tied with them (laughs) they're not really a different team than anyone else they're gonna have the same struggles they don't do anything much better than anyone else other than have one of the best basketball players on earth and when they have him they're a very different team because he takes pressure off other guys he can score from ridiculous stupid situations and he's their leader so he makes all the world a difference for dallas and that is why they need to have him healthy through february into march february games and i know it's going to be close and i know they're close to being out of the playing game, but February <laughs> games really don't matter a ton. They don't have they to play. Do they don't, every game matters. Every I can't game be ma- doing that. I don't know, you can't man. Say that every, when your all star players matter. hurt. Well, maybe they don't matter as much, and then I guess it depends on who. It all varies, right? Sure. So it's it may, different it levels of matter. Yeah, it varies. <laughs> and when you have when you have a star player like that who you need to have any attempt at making a run in the playoffs, who is hurt. And your end of January, start of February, All Star breaks coming up soon. You can coast a little bit. You can coast at the expense of having him get healthy. Okay, maybe for Luca, that's fine. That's fair. But what about day to day? Can you speak to that? You probably can't speak to that, can you? No. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that for him. So what's trending? Uh, let's see. So before we get to rivalry week, which was great, yes, I do want to say this about Jaron Jackson. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see his whole block issue scenario that was on Reddit? I did not. You're gonna love this. Oh, boy. this is great. So someone yeah, said Reddit. See. So someone on the NBA Reddit, mm-hmm. and this was like the most viewed post on Reddit for the past week or month or something. And this was, oh, it was this weekend. Deal. Okay, it was a big deal. What he came up with is he said he analyzed every single game from Jaron Jackson Jr. this season that mm-hmm. he came back from, and he noticed that at home. The scorekeeper for the Memphis Grizzlies would give Jaron Jackson a hell of a lot more blocks and a hell of a lot more steals. It was up maybe twofold, the amount of average steals and blocks that he got while on the road. And he started talking about conspiracy, you know, maybe the scorekeeper in Memphis bet on Jaron Jackson win defensive player of the year, maybe someone in his family bet on defensive player of the year for Jaron Jackson because his odds went from when he came back to now have jumped immensely where he's the favorite. People oh, love him for, because favorite. of his numbers. He gets a ton of blocks, he's gets a ton of steals, favorite. and he went through the footage from some of these Memphis games at home. And, you know, granted, for some views and some some angles, it, it looks like at points 
Jaron Jackson doesn't block it. He doesn't get a steal. And they credit him with a block or a steal. And so this guy wrote a whole report. He had paragraphs on paragraphs. People were talking about it. It got a lot of responses from players. Got responses. Players, players got responses from the announcer because uh, last night he got a block. And the announcer goes, that was a very, very real very block. block. <laughs> it was very real and it was very great. So it has penetrated the NBA a lot um, to the point where the NBA made a statement too. I think the okay, NBA they, talked they, about they where they said, it. listen, we trust I everyone. I any of this. It is wild. That's because the NBA read it. I don't have a Reddit. Yeah, if you have a chance, just look up Jaron Jackson Jr. like blocks and people conspiracy. took that post. Yeah, it's a wild conspiracy because people took that post and they went through the videos and they looked to how maybe he got like a finger on the ball and some blocks and maybe it was counted. A deflected pass yeah. that led to a steal. Yeah, and so you go back and they showed a lot of different angles from these from these blocks and it does look like for the most part – it's not really a conspiracy. He did get like a hand on some of these blocks. It just was hard to see. And maybe a couple here and there were a bit generous, but for the most part, it wasn't anything ridiculous. But for a day or two, people were thinking, man, Jaron Jackson's uh, gotten yeah, a lot of help it. from the yeah. scorekeeper at home. <laughs> that is so hilarious that I yeah. did not see any of that. Because my whole thing is that, and you know what's funny? Now that I think about it, I remember reading a stat about Jaron Jackson being where they said that he's averaged at least two blocks in like 14 to 15 straight games. Mm -hmm. So that may be – that stat right there may be thrown out the window with this conspiracy that you presented to me. It's kind of wild. <laughs> I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, look at this. So this is, the, this is the discrepancy. On the road, he's gotten 37 total blocks. At home, 66. They're nearly double. 66 <laughs> total blocks. Double. It's insane. An 89% increase in blocks, 120% increase in steals, all at home. The stats definitely make you raise an eyebrow. Um, so may maybe something happens with the scorekeeper. Maybe he's being nicer. Maybe he has financial incentive for Jaron Jackson Jr. to do Not well. Maybe he just plays better at home. You know, maybe that. Yeah, maybe it's he a just weird case. At the crib. I don't know. Um, so it's very weird. It was very funny. Uh, That's you know, funny. you had uh, Taylor Jenkins even commenting on it, talking about say? he uh, he said it's foolish. Jaron Jackson, one of the best defensive players in the game, so glad to have him on our team. Um, but it was definitely conspiracy theory that uh, was permeating through the NBA for the past couple of days. It was a little. It, it was started on Reddit, made its way over to NBA Twitter. It was wild. Yeah, that is wild. It was definitely wild to see. So I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> you was looking into it, investigating. I was. To find out if the conspiracy theory may be true. And yeah. You, you might be on the fence with it. Look at you. Doing some sleuthing. I was watching a lot of replays of some of these clips of Jaron oh. Jackson, like kind of getting his hand in there on a block. You know, they'd have some deflections that he had. They caught it as a steal. Like, yeah, I was about to like, say, oh, yeah. okay, maybe I can see this. I can see this. <laughs> but you look at some of the other angles that people brought up, and the angles make it a little easier. Um than like the TV angles did, so mm. it was it was weird. It was fun to see. Fun. To, he got five blocks at home uh, last night. Yeah, that's all. Five blocks. I hope all of them and you know what they tweeted? No conspiracy. <laughs> the, and Memphis Grizzlies Twitter <laughs> tweeted no conspiracy, and they NBA tweeted the stats. Reddit. And then they added NBA Reddit. NBA Reddit. What a league! You gotta love it. <laughs> gotta love the NBA. Uh, let's see what else is trending. Rivalry week. We had some fun rivalry game Hell going yeah. on. Embiid versus Jokic. Mm -hmm. Forty-seven yeah. for Embiid. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Jokic got outplayed. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, yeah. It's a rough luck. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just so happy that you saw that work. Yeah. Joel B was giving that man crazy work. Crazy work. 47. Hit the trade ball at the end of the fourth quarter to really get the crowd into it. You know he loves to get the crowd into yeah, it when he, he put his arms up. And Jokic, man, he had already earlier in the week been, now, this is how I feel. You can take it with a grain of salt however you please. Okay. But earlier in the week, Nikola Jokic was supposed to play. 
Giannis, same week. They on the road right yeah. now, the different Nuggets. They were supposed to play the Milwaukee. They played the Milwaukee Bucks. He was supposed to play against Giannis. You know we're trying to see that matchup. Y'all only play twice. He ducking that one. At least that's how I'm looking at it, man. Yeah. So he ducking my man's Giannis only to go against Joel Embiid on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, and get 47, put on his cranium. Ridiculous. <laughs> he played really well. He really did. In classic Nuggets fashion, they had the lead. They had a decent they lead. And they give lead. it up. It's insane. That, that you know, that hasn't been as big of a problem for them this season. Still a problem. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Mike Malone. I don't know if it's just the team. I don't know if it's the makeup of the team. the whole team They love to give up well. leads. Like they they whole, love it. MPJ started well. Yeah. I think Jamal was even playing well. Aaron, like the like the first four, their first four guys that we know get that gets the ball, gets the scoring, yep. they started out the game pretty well in the first half. Yeah. I think Joel just woke up like, hold on, I just can't lose to this guy. He's the MVP favorite constantly three years in a row now. I got to show what I can do. Yeah, 100%. It's, it was impressive. It was an impressive move from, from Joel. You got to hand it to six. Uh, Clippers win the Battle of L.A. Yeah, ben, big time. You made, you picked the Lakers. I did pick the Lakers. I picked them clip show. I, the Lakers win it. They get the calls. I, the I'm refs aren't against them. The refs aren't against them. Maybe they win that game. I ain't even I, I'm sorry it. I didn't. I, I didn't account for the refs <laughs> hating the Lakers. Yeah, I, I forgot even, about that. Yeah, I, did, I ain't even mad at you. <laughs> I ain't mad. I ain't mad. They've been they've been doing the, the Lakers dirty. They have been doing the Lakers dirty. Uh, but the Clippers have been playing better lately because they've been fully healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You've had you had Paul George and you had Kawhi back. When they're all together, John Wall's playing. It's they a really like good a team. team. Yep. It's a damn good team, and they just haven't played a lot of games together. And now they're a little bit more healthy. They're getting a bit more chemistry going. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do when they're actually all fully healthy. I think come playoff time, because it seems it's just been load management. It's not really been like they've always been injured, like Paul George isn't super hurt. Kawhi's not super hurt. John Wall's been in and out of the lineup. But when they're all healthy, come playoff time, I think they are going to be a very dangerous team. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Celtics-Knicks, Julius Randle went yeah, off. Yeah, Julius Randle dropped 37 in the overtime win. They almost mm-hmm. blew the game. Knicks almost blew it. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to come back. They had to come back and fight their way in it. Get that dub, and they did. I was very happy. And uh, R.J. Barrett, 19 points, and he knocked down a key three yes. to really lift them past the Celtics. I was proud of them. He's I, hit some big shots sometimes. Yeah, he's hit big sometimes. shots. And he's, a sleep, he's like the sleeper guy on that team. You yes. know, I feel like Julius Randle's first option, obviously, Jalen, has emerged as like the second option. But I think as a third option for R.J. Barrett, he's coming along and striving. Yeah, he is. he is. He is. We got Warriors-Grizzlies also. Yeah, this was the, the Curry throwing his mouthpiece game. Which was hilarious. It was hilarious because it's like, uh, yeah, Jordan Poole probably took an elevated shot. Yeah, thirty footer. Yeah, that's like not Fourteen good. seconds left in the He's shot clock. He's a little clock. too old to be doing that. But for but for Wardell to go out there and just be reacting the way he reacted yeah. and throwing his, uh, you don't usually see that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't usually see that from him for his teammates. Yeah, exactly. You'll see that if it's like another if the, the opposing team doing something. But through his teammates, he's usually not that aggressive Animated. towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's usually pretty supportive. So that was interesting. But they won the game, right? They did. Jordan and then Poole and the pool went back in the uh, tunnel. He threw, threw his, his mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought that was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh Giannis drops 50. Yeah. 40. My biggest thing on this one, it's not getting boring, folks. I promise. Right, Ben? It's uh, not getting boring. No, I it's These always fun. games is not getting boring. Did in the finals, did it? Yesterday. I just mean in Crazy. general in the NBA. Like yeah. you know, these fifty point games are not we've had like at least seventeen or eighteen fifty point games and we're only like sixty percent way through the season, being and I'm not tired of it. If we no. end up with thirty fifty point games on this season, that I doesn't be that mad. doesn't diminish the uh, importance? Not at all. Nope. Because you wanna know why? Because a guy can go for sixty like Damian Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> so 60's the new 50. Yeah. 60's the new 50. Yeah. 60's where you're like, oh, he really went off. Because I remember, you know, Devin Booker had a 50 point game a, a couple years ago. And we were like, oh my God, Devin Booker, 50 points. That's insane. Yeah. 
Giannis gets 50? Twice this year Meh. already. Like, good. That's It's a cool accomplishment, but. It's not getting more. We kind of expect it from Giannis, mm. too. <laughs> it's still hard. <laughs> it is. It's, it's still, still incredibly difficult. hard. You and it's going to get noticed, but it's not. I don't know. It, it seemed to have somewhat lost its shine. Now, 60, 70, now those numbers are yeah, where you're really. They're like the same. It's like 50. Where you're efficient, like, the most efficient. Yes, points. the efficiency was the impressive part. Yeah, true shooting was like 89.9% for Damian Litter in that yeah. game he won. Oh, he's 60 points, five rebounds, five assists. I think he's only like the he's like the only player to do that like three times. Yeah. Damian Litter. So he's played lights out. Both Giannis and Dame, very efficient, mm-hmm. which is insane. 21 for 29, I think, where Giannis was. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, let's go to the hotline. Of course, our hotline is always available, 773-273-9088. Phone line is always open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep, yep, yep. Holidays, Sundays, off days, <laughs> the Lord's Day, whoever it is, 773-273-9088. Give us a call. Leave a message. Leave a text. We'll read it on the show. Absolutely. We got James Potter uh, who says, Nick Claxton got to be a top two candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He's having a great season. Remember I spoke on that. I don't I disagree. I don't agree. I don't disagree either. Now, now, see, he doesn't have the scorekeeper helping him out. I was like just Jackson. about to say it too. Like he ain't got that issue right now with <laughs> conspiracy theory in the air whether or not his stats are real. So he may even have to get bumped up to be in the top one. You know, yes. be a top two and not two. Nick Claxton for the Brooklyn Nets Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he's. Uh, and I remember we were looking through some of these defensive player stats yep. a while ago, and his defensive numbers were really impressive. They yes. they kept showing up. And you're sitting there like, wow, he's he's defensive on a lot of these defensive numbers. In the area, in the area, probably top ten defensive rating. Mm-hmm. It's been impressive, absolutely. He's blocking shots. He's helped defense. He's rotating. He's switching. He's doing all the eyeball test for me. You know, I'm big on eyeball test. You do eyeball love the eyeball test. test. I see him doing a lot. They played the Philadelphia seven. They played the Philadelphia seventy sixers, and he had some moments where he was putting it to it, uh, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He had some moments where he was stopping him and frustrating Joel. And Joel's getting all in uh, Nick Claxton's face afterwards yeah. after a few plays. I saw that last week. So if you can frustrate the the future MVP Joel Embiid yeah. and Nick Claxton, if you can frustrate that man on the offensive side of the ball while playing good defense, hey, kudos to you, big dog. Yeah, Cla- Claxton can have some pretty good defensive ratings um, as well. So it's been he's a name that I think people should look out for a little bit more for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Dell in Ohio, are the Bulls gonna blow it up or what? That's ben. you. Yeah, he asked me directly. That's. Uh, <laughs> Here's the problem, again, and, I, and the thing is, <laughs> go back and watch the six other videos I said, because it hasn't really changed, sadly. <laughs> the Bulls should, should they blow it up? Sure. It depends how they blow it up, because they're not, unless they get a draft pick for this season, they're not going to get a draft pick for this season. Okay. They're not going to get a draft pick for next season, unless they trade for a draft pick. So they would have to blow everything up. They'd have to trade everyone. They're going to find someone to take Zach Levine's contract. They're going to have to take find someone to take an aging DeMar DeRozan. They're going to have to find someone to take a slightly above average and at times good Nikola Vucevic. I don't know how much value he has. Caruso seems to be the Bulls' most valuable trade asset, and reports are that the Bulls don't want to trade him. So I don't really know what their issue is here. I do know the Bulls are exactly who we thought they were. They're, they're never changing. <laughs> and by that, I mean I was very excited for this team to be good as yeah, the season started. Too. But what we've seen time and time and time again, they beat good teams at times. They lose to really bad teams. They have mental lapses in games. They have ability lapses in games. They can't hit shots, can't hit threes. They have leadership issues, complete leadership issues. And this should have been seen by the front office a long time ago. Levine's not a leader. It looked DeRozan's like they were good, not though. a leader. It looked like they were 
were good, though. It looked beginning. like they were good, so it didn't look like it was year. an issue. Yeah, at the beginning of the year last season. But right? I'm not in the locker room where they're on the team 24-7 like this front they office have, guy and should they be. Have, they have had, like, three like player-only meetings, too, I think, this year, too. That's that's the point. That's too many meetings. You only get one of those. You only get one player-only meeting before it starts getting ridiculous. I mean, you either turn it around or you don't. And they haven't really turned it around because they're still losing to bad teams. And it's just the same. They're they're average. They're an average team. They'll be 500, maybe slightly above, have some games where they look like they can compete, and games where they look like they're bottom-of-the-barrel in NBA teams. So – it's not going to change the personnel they have. You, what you see is what you get what with the Bulls. What you see is what you get. You're not going to get anything different from this team from what we have seen from the past season and a half from them without Lonzo Ball. So, And Lonzo's not going to come in and change anything. He's, no, not, even gonna co- he, he's not even going to come in. Hey, he's still hurt, <laughs> and it doesn't sound like he's getting any better. So forget even him coming in and changing stuff. He's not even going to come in. Okay. He's done. All right. They've they've talked about it and and Donovan has said he's nowhere close to coming back. So he's not coming back at all this season. Who knows what his rest of his career is going to look like? It's it's panic time for the Bulls. I do think that it's panic time. It's not a good spot for them. They have no assets. Their players are mid, and they have a coach that's fine and, and doesn't really know how to use the players correctly. So everything is bad in the front office. Backs against the wall. They don't have any assets. They don't know what they're doing. Dale, I appreciate you. Dale in Ohio. Let Damn it, Dale. You, I appreciate you. Why'd you get, you got me on this whole rant? Get, giving my man his Hate time it. to get this soliloquy off and get this rant off because I know he's feeling, he feeling these emotions. I know that temperature, that blood over there rising as he talk about these Chicago Bulls. So, Dale in Ohio, I appreciate you, James <sighs> Potter. I appreciate the Knicks Claxton. We conclude this podcast right here, man. My boy over here stressed out. He need to go get some water, some cool water. So he Splash some water on my down, face. You know God. So that's going to conclude this edition of Points of the Pay podcast presented by Stadium. I'm Zach Badgerhouse. That was Ben Wednesday. You can follow us on our social handles, respectively, of course. Follow the Points of the Pay podcast on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even dropping some little videos on TikTok here and there just to get us, you know, build that audience up. So we appreciate you guys tuning into all of that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Listen to Poison the Pain podcast wherever you get your podcast, 773-273-9088. That's the podcast, voicemail line, text, call, whichever one you may do, and you will hear from us next week.